So if you were here last week, I told this that we had an opportunity to hear from two people. One, Redemption Church, we're nine congregations. You guys have heard me say that about a zillion times. Um, each congregation had its own elders and lead pastors. So I'm the lead pastor here, um, and there's lead pastors at all nine congregations. And then we have a leadership team, and on that leadership team, we have a lead pastor who's the lead pastor of all redemption. You guys tracking with me? And, then, and so that person is Tyler Johnson, who's a very dear friend of mine and whom I love. Um, my wife and my family love him. And he leads our church. He's also the godfather of our kids. He told me to tell you guys that. And so um, he's going to be doing an interview with someone whom we're all um, have been blessed by. Um, and his name is Giovanni uh, Traitino. I can't say it. He's from, a, he's from Italy. I can't say it as much as I want to or as well as I want to. But Giovanni, I had an opportunity to meet um, a couple of us while we had a trip to Rome to have this kind of interview dialogue with the Pope, which always sounds very condescending when I say it, like, you don't kick it with the Pope. Um, but it was a blessing, and it was a blessing to have and meet Giovanni, and it's been a blessing to hear him throughout the week in different settings, leading different pastors. And we were fortunate enough as a congregation, out of all the churches here, to be able to have him speaking here with us and to be able to impart the wisdom that he has of leading several churches and overseeing several churches in Italy as well as in Africa. And so would you guys do me a big favor and give a long, warm welcome for Tyler and Giovanni as they make their way to the stage. Okay, well, let's pray. Father, we um, just ask, as we have sung, for your Holy Spirit to be here. And God, our one prayer is that you would touch us as a community. And God, I pray that you would touch each individual in this room. That as Giovanni opens his heart, um, God, that the heart of God would touch each one of us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys gave a great welcome to both of us, but I want to specifically have you welcome Giovanni again, would you? So just to provide a short bit of context, um, one, because it's going to be short because I wish we had hours to where you could hear from Giovanni, um, but Joe and Mary Tosini are here, and through their invitation and decades-long relationship with Giovanni is how many of us ended up in Rome. And I had met Giovanni before, but there was uh, the first gathering we had that I was a part of. I went up to thank uh, Joe for being a part of organizing it, and he said, hey, why don't you sit right here? And I sat right next to Giovanni. And I'll just start by sharing my experience this way, which may make sense to some of you and maybe not to others, but there are, God is around us all the time and he's moving all of the time and he's not just around us, but he's within us. But there are these certain moments when him being within you, when you're with other people, just begins to like boil inside of you. And that's what happened this night with Giovanni. God really touched me, and I've had multiple experiences like that since, and God has really bound our heart and many uh, with others around together. So my prayer is that we would just get a little bit of that today. It's a little bit of a different style, um, but our desires for more of God. That's why we gather together every Sunday, so the form doesn't matter. So Giovanni, today's Palm Sunday, this moment when 
Jesus rides in uh, to Jerusalem, and it's the beginning of Holy Week. And many of us don't like the discomfort of what comes through the darkness of Holy Week. But would you just talk to us personally what Palm Sunday means to you? Well, first of all, buongiorno. Good morning. <laughs> and uh, let me apologize for my tie and my jacket. <laughs> he, he told Ricardo that he would repent for his sin for looking too nice. <laughs> but I, I was trained like this, you know, I was brought up like this. And uh, I understand it's culture, different cultures. <laughs> and the second thing I want to apologize for is my English. So, okay, <laughs> try my best. Uh, Yes, uh, this Sunday. You know, uh, you might say several things, but um, I think what impacts me always, you know, is the humility and the meekness of Jesus. He comes as the king of humility, you know, and uh, meekness, you know, is uh, coming upon a donkey rather than uh, upon a horse, you know, which speaks to me about the nature of his kingdom, you know, that has to do with what is basics in Jesus, you know, learn from me, I am meek and humble of art. Okay. That is the, <laughs> that's tremendous. So you, um, as we've interacted, you talk a lot about these three categories that I'd like to just frame our time, and it's God in you, God in us, which is relationships, and then reconciliation. And you even told me driving over here that the order matters. So I just want to read a passage. Uh, it's Colossians 1, 27, and Paul is speaking about his ministry. And in verse 26, he says that there's a mystery that's been hidden for ages and generations, but that this mystery is now revealed to the saints. And he says, to them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. So the riches of the glory of this mystery. And then he says, which is so even if you're not reading your Bible right now, you go, what is the mystery? What is the glorious riches of the mystery? Which is this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Would you talk to us a bit about God within us? Yeah, the mystery of Christ in us, in my understanding, has been the purpose of God from eternity, you know. That that is what he has always desired to inhabit, to come into us, to make his house in our hearts. And all of the incarnation, life of Jesus, passion, uh, um, how do you say, uh, cross, 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 yes, and resurrection leads to that, you know, Pentecost is the final expression of uh, his desire. And so the reason for Pentecost is for this to happen, to uh, throw, uh, you know, Christ in us. Uh, 
so that we might experience through his inhabitation, through him living in us, his glory, share his glory, learn his glory, express his glory. So, which can only be done by us through Jesus in us, you know, in as much as we not only have him inside us, but we connect with him, you know, and relate with him and develop our relationship with him. Once we are uh, inhabited by Christ, which is the Holy Spirit in us, we uh, might experience the experience of this glory, you know, which is not the glory of the world, but it is the glory of Jesus, the sea that falls in the ground, etc. The cross is the glory of God. And um, that can become, that is not only a concept, you know, conceptual, it is experiential. We can do it, uh, uh, we can experience it, you know, in our lives. And we can grow in that experience in as much as we relate uh, in the inner man, you know, with him in us. And um, whenever we have this experience, we are born again, we say in our language, you know, uh, we are grafted in this mystery, you know, which is in each one of us who have accepted, received him as the king of glory, as the uh, Lord and Savior. And being grounded in him builds the foundation for our relationships because we are related in him, you know. He is the foundation, the platform, we say the body of Christ. That's the body of Christ. It's our inhabitation in Christ, our immersion in Christ, our being rooted in Christ, founded in Christ, which makes us one before we become one. So we are already uh, uh, in an objective way rooted together in Christ. We need to make explicit what it is already implicit. You know, our communion um, let's say it this way, the communion precedes our communion, you know. We need to learn to express this communion which has already been made miraculously, mysteriously by God in Christ, you know. And that is uh, uh, the God between us. So the God in us leads us to the God between us. Jesus in us, Christ in us, leads us to Christ between us. And by the practice of our relationship with him, we learn on the horizontal level, you know, to make it real in our relationships. Yeah. And uh, that, that happens with, uh, through the practice of the presence of God which is an exercise that we have to learn in our everyday life between us. Now, this tension, let's say, leads us to um, learn you know, the practice of reconciliation. First of all, with God, then between us, you know, 
and then with the other people around us. So, and we have to learn that. And we can learn it out only out of the revelation of God in us. In as much as we learn to connect with him, we can learn that. We can practice it. Because on the practical everyday life, we measure our fragility, fragility. We measure our impotence, our difficulty, you know, every, from the closest relationship, husband and wife, uh, parents and children, we learn how difficult it is, you know, to um, incarnate, yeah, the life of God. So if we learn to draw from the life of God in us, and that's the only way we can actually do it, we can gradually learn it and uh, begin to enjoy it through many deaths and resurrections, through many failures, you know, and successes. We learn it and we measure our impotence, uh, excuse me, our need for God to help us. Giovanni, you mentioned um, just in the midst of that, this idea of it's not a concept and it's an, it's an experience. So I want to push um, all of us into thinking about how to draw from the life of God within. So will you talk to us about how too often we relate to God as a concept? Yeah. You know, I had this extraordinary experience of grace at the beginning of my work with God. And uh, it was an experience, but it became soon uh, a theology, you know. And um, there was a long time when I related with this whole area, you know, of uh, revelation through the mind, you know, through conceptualizing, you know, the concept of grace. You know, there, is, there have been a lot of discussions over the centuries law and grace, you know, Catholicism, Reformation, etc., you know, all of that. <clears throat> but what changed my life was the experience of grace and realizing, at a certain point I realized, that a better way to make it real and existential in my life, was, it was not so much relating with the concept which helped me a lot, but understanding that really that grace was made real, personal, by the understanding that really the grace of God in me was the Holy Spirit in me. Okay. And learning to relate with the Holy Spirit in me, you know. Our Christianity is a relational, if we want to say it this way, relational religion, you know. It has to do with the relationship of God with us and our relationship with him. And then our relationship, out of our relationship with God, our relationship with our, with our brothers and neighbors, you know. So I had to realize that really grace had to do with uh, the resource, with God himself in me and the resources that are in God available for me. So that whenever... I am challenged whenever I measure my impotence, my fragility, etc. I know I have to renew 
my relationship. I, I have to become aware, you know, awakened to the fact that, that the Holy Spirit is in me and I can draw from him and from my relationship with him. Will you talk to us personally about your experience with the Holy Spirit? Well, my experience with the Holy Spirit is a, an experience of uh, um, wanting to relate with him and connect with, connect with, him, with him. But maybe you want to... Uh, talk to us um, kind of... You have this experience that, as you said earlier, in our language is born again, this encounter with Christ yes. through grace. And then in 1977, yes, I, okay. I remember Thank the you. date because it's my birthday. Yes, but you know, I came. I, saw it. I said, I remember 1977 because it's the year I was born. Okay. Yes, uh, in 1960, you know, I had this born again experience and grace was the key. To the revelation of grace was the key uh, that changed my life, you know. And I'm still grounded on grace, and I will forever be <laughs> grounded on grace. I need to be grounded on grace. And uh, but the second experience, which is uh, I want to mention, is that uh, 1977 experience. It was after a time I'd been pastoring, you know, I'd been doing a lot of other things. And I came to a, a phase where I was really exhausted in my life, and I had to have a break. Anyway, to make a long story short, you know, I came to a place where I had an experience of uh, uh, empowerment, you could say. I felt kind of the Holy Spirit erupting, you know, an eruption of the Holy Spirit in my life. And uh, his presence, which was already there, you know, being powered, you know, uh, more of his presence and more of his experience. I became aware of, in a different way <clears throat> of him. And uh, that happened through an event. You know, we were praying, <clears throat> a group of brothers, my wife was there. And while we were praying with the desire of more of God, more of God, we want more of you, we want more of you, you know. Uh, my wife first, and then myself. We had this experience of being surrounded, you know, and uh, touched and uh, filled and uh, warmth and joy and peace and uh, uh, kind of, you know, river of uh, water coming in, you know, surrounding us, you know. And uh, that experience was <clears throat> an extraordinary experience, which um, brought my life <clears throat> to a different uh, level, you know, of intimacy with God, you know, intimacy, intimacy with God, yes. And uh, the intensity of this experience uh, um, went on for more than 40, 50 days, and I was really shaped by that experience and that uh, gave birth to a, a new season of my life and uh, still is there. Now, over the time, you know, it's a pro this was an event, but process in Christian life is much more important than events. Mm. So that introduced me to um, a different intimacy intimacy, but then I had to learn, you know, to become more acquainted and uh, 
familiar with the Holy Spirit in me, which is the secret of my life today. There are these moments Giovanni will say things, and I want them to stick in my mind, so I'll just repeat them out loud. But process is more essential to the Christian life than events. Um, so we were sitting in the back, and he'd use that word eruption. And I said eruption, and he stopped me just in between services. And he said, it's eruption, not eruption. And I said, oh, I'm going to bring that out in the next one. But in the middle, I, I looked up. And why that was important. And it says both are descendants of the, this Latin word, which means to break. But erupt, I-R-R-U-P-T, is about in, an eruption, where eruption is coming from out. So rushing in versus bursting out. So why is the distinction important? You said it was eruption, a rushing in. That's the way I felt it, you know. <clears throat> I felt it uh, from outside, inside, you know. Like grace. Huh? Like grace. Like grace. Grace. Oh, like grace, yes. Yeah. Like grace, yes. From outside, I felt. That was my, you know, from the point of view of the description, you know, of, um, my experience, I felt that there was a new impartation, we might say, you know, uh, a new infilling uh, from <clears throat> what I recognize to be the Holy Spirit, you know. And um, now you may give many descriptions and you might uh, theorize different theologies about this. But what was important for me was the fact, you know, and, uh, and uh, the experience uh, of this uh, empowerment and this feeling of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, I usually use an image which comes from mathematics probably. You know, I say, uh, I have come with myself, you know, with my understanding of things in God. You know, like uh, the Holy Spirit, like a number, you know, already present in me. And then the power of that number, you know, being like a multiplication of that presence in my life. That's tremendous. So um, when we were talking the other day, there was someone in the room that asked the question, I, and they said, I want that experience. How could I get it? And it seemed like they may be asking, like, what are the steps to get it? which I assume many people in here would say, in your answer, I'd love for you to share with them. Yeah, um, I've come to see that uh, with God is not so much a question of methodology, you know. Uh, first step, second step, third step, etc. If you want, this the how, you know, describing the how, that's more of a, a Western approach, mentality, you know. I think the key to every experience with God is the desire, the desire that we have, you know, uh, in as much as we desire more of God, which is much more than an experience of God, is God himself, you know, the desire of God himself. I've come to see 
the Holy Spirit in terms of desire, you know, that the Holy Spirit is the desire of God for us. He has a desire for us a lot before that we have a desire for him. His desire of us precedes our desire of him. And uh, the, uh, from the point of view of what it happens, it's even him who, you know, um, uh, activates a court. Do you say a court? Like uh, a boy for a girl, you know? Yes. Courting, yes. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> Bunch of people in here are like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, and he prepares us so that we come to a place where uh, uh, we perceive his desire, his love for us. His love attracts us to him. You know, he works by attraction. Uh, and uh, it is uh, by this attraction that he works upon our mind, upon our feelings, that's our need. Because our basic radical need is need of love. Uh, every one of us have this great uh, deep uh, need of being loved, you know. And uh, so we are um, introduced to his love by intuition, by revelation, whatever you want to say, and, uh, you know, we respond. So our answer is always, I, our yes is always an answer to his desire, you know. I think the way you say that, um, and I may be asking you just to speak a little bit more about it, but it moved me just when you said um, in the midst of that, that God's desire for us proceeds and is far bigger than our desire for him. God wants to experience us much more than we want to experience him. I will say it in this language. It's not only that he wants um, the consensus of our mind. He wants to experience us from inside, not only from outside. Much of our spirituality is outside of us, of our songs, of our teaching. <laughs> and outside. God wants to come into our hearts, you know, hearts of, heart of hearts, the interior man, the inner man, and experience us from inside. Ewing wants to experience us much more than we want to experience him. Uh, that is my understanding. So we have to know that he has loved and continues to love us much more than what we are able to love him, to respond to his love for us. And uh, so the more we give room to him, inside our being, you know, in our inner, the more we can experience. The, 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 the language of Paul in, 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 in Ephesians is incredible. He says, <coughs> rooted and founded in the love of God, we are made able to experience love, you know, and to embrace and to know, etc. We can only know out of love. We can only know out of our relationship with the love, you know, with the uh, big 
uh, L. God love. God love. Yeah, God's love in us. So to me, it's, that has become a, a true revelation or to know how much he loves me and he wants to experience me, you know, he wants to inhabit me, and he wants touch, to touch me from inside, you know, not only from outside. He wants to touch me from inside, experience me from inside, feel with me, you know, walk with me, think with me, you know. You could say it's a mystical dimension. I believe that's uh, radical to Christianity, the way I understand Paul. So, okay. So, um, <clears throat> I know a lot of your story is being captured by what you'll say is the nature of God, like the core of who God is. But, and I know Paul tells us that we're um, to act like God. He, he actually says, be imitators of God. So, you, you said just a minute ago that the way God captures us or brings us in is through attraction. And you've talked to me before about what you've learned about that and specifically in relation to parenting. So I just wanna talk about attraction related to parenting, maybe things that you've seen now um, that you'd advise young parents in, but then also of as we seek to show the love of God to others, how that word attraction plays. Okay, I try. <laughs> um, first of all, I've come to see that um, no imitation of God is possible without God. So that only out of the life of God, the, the life of Christ in us, we can try and imitate God. That means we, always, we will always be in need of relating with the life of God in us. If we want to, and we are called to, we are attracted to Christ to be transformed in the image of Christ. That's the sense of all our Christian life. Um, when it comes to the relationship, um, I don't know what exactly uh, is the sense of your uh, question. So just specifically, when you and I have talked about normative oh, yeah, in regards okay. to parenting, attraction. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, the way we are discipled sometimes in churches, without uh, being aware, um, uh, I believe at times, puts in us a seed where we think, you know, Christian life has to do with obeying norms, you know. And, um, you know, it's about behavior and uh, about uh, obeying rules, etc. And that's the way we uh, usually uh, tend to be um, shaped, you know, and to shape our brothers with us and our children with us. From the experiential point of view, uh, I had to realize later in life that the way I had uh, been parenting my children 
was uh, the result of that kind of uh, uh, mentality. So that you come, without being aware of that, uh, you, uh, we were, I was exposed, exposed to the tendency of, of uh, interpreting my parenthood in, in normative sense. Um, and so I can, say, I can see today that maybe, I don't know, the first 10 years of uh, my children's growth, I was basically seen, you know, as uh, one trying to impose norms into, into their lives, you know. So that all the aspect of love and caring and warmth, etc., was, uh, it was not absent, but it was secondary, you know, to that. And uh, uh, only afterwards I have come to realize how vital it is, before anything else, that the children feel loved and accepted, and that they are attracted to their parents, you know, out of love, and then you can uh, input, you know, orientation and directions, uh, etc. if I'm clear, you know. So, I believe there is always a tension, you know, to find a balance in that realm, it's uh, the challenge of a life of parenthood, but I believe it's a ch the, ch the challenge of uh, an entire life. I'm still mm -hmm. trying to be a balanced person. Giovanni mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, has used the phrase as he talks, but it's essentially as you we seek to positively influence people, whether that's introduce them to Jesus or parent them or within your marriage, is that you attract, you win by attracting people through affection. So everything from physical affection to emotional affection like or connection, um, physical, emotional, spiritual. And I think about Paul when Paul talks about how we repented, how we turned from our life into Jesus. He says, was it not the kindness of God that led us to repentance? And then I think about well, in that same Paul says, be imitators of God. That if we want to influence people, we influence through kindness. So because we're short on time, I have to ask you this question. Um, you have a very strong relationship with Pope Francis, and it preceded um, him being Pope when he was George Bogolio. I know everybody in here would love to hear that story, but we don't have time. So if you would just talk to us about the man who he is as a man, because as you've spoken about that, I find it very winsome. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I met him in 2006, and the uh, occasion was uh, we were invited to, to speak to a conference of uh, evangelicals and Catholics together, and I was called to speak at this conference, and uh, after I spoke, uh, the Archbishop Cardinal Bergoglio of Buenos Aires came, he wanted to meet me, know me, etc. And uh, I was uh, immediately shocked. You say shock? shocked? Shocked. Uh, shocked. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I could touch the spirit of the man and feel where he was, spiritually speaking. 
and see that uh, the this man, the inner man, was a lot bigger than uh, his position. You know that he was a true disciple of Christ. That he had an experience, a walking experience with Jesus Christ, and that basically he was my brother. You know, and uh, which to me came, you know, as. Uh, uh, a big, I should say, surprise, you know, because um, you you might think, you know, people in other uh, containers of Christianity might have some experience of God, but to touch that depth of uh, experience with God was for me an experience that changed my uh, understanding of the work of God. And that linked me deeply with the spirit of um, Jorge Mario Bergoglio. And I discovered afterwards that the same had happened to him, you know. So I think nowadays I feel that that was uh, a divine appointment and that God, because this I was for us to relate at a deep level. We all hear a theme in this, and I'm going to ask you to pray for us, but um, there's this statement that the Apostle Paul speaks, and he says that his spirit, the Holy Spirit, testifies with our spirit yes. that we are, in fact, children of God. God yes. And I know all of us, if you're in this room and you would um, claim to follow Jesus, want that, this confirmation of the perfect father, knowing what tons of us have had bad fathers, but the perfect father testifying with us in this loving manner that you are God's child. But the power of that then to each other is that that same spirit that testifies with our spirit that we're children of God, that same spirit that's testifying within them is testifying to each other, we're God's kids. Like we're a part of the family of God. So on that notion, I just ask if you'd pray for I want to say also that the fact that the Holy Spirit is in us and witnesses, you know, to one another that he is in us, I think that his desire is to attract us to one another, you know. So if we let him do it, he will uh, push us, he will attract us to one another, which is uh, an important uh, element, you know, for us to accept the diversity, the difference that there are be between us, and let him use our differences via his attraction to change us. Would you pray for us? Oh, yes. Pray for us as a community, um, and maybe specifically related to more of God and more of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, my pray for my brothers and sisters today it is that they might receive more and more revelation of your presence, of your inhabitation in them, and that they might be renewed in that relationship, becoming more and more aware of your real presence in their body, and that God, they might be encouraged in that relationship and in the practice of your presence every day in their life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Would you all thank Giovanni and thank you.